Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever the part of your day you're in. Appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of time. I know, as I say, what a precious commodity that is. I tell y'all because I know how how stretched thin my family is. And so I am appreciative of the time that you give me and hope Hope that I use it pretty wisely. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, thank you so much. We've been having some some pretty good days. so um, And that has to be because y'all are sharing it with other people. So thank y'all very much. I'm, I'm humbled that you think it's good enough, and I'm grateful for it. And hopefully it helps our country just a little bit. We're going to take one of our little walks. It's a little windy. Hopefully that won't be too bad. We've got storm theoretically headed this way supposed to be a pretty nasty one but we'll see two puppy dogs tonight wagging their tails very excited to go walk down the dirt road and no children's no wife no birds or kitty cats so we'll go on our own with them see what we can find there although they're already heading off into the woods i think they smell something obviously very important so we're going to talk, I mentioned this last podcast, I think, I have stumbled across a resource and I've been toying with it, getting it for a few months, really, and finally decided that it was worth the expense and got it. And I'm just a little bit into it, folks, but I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's going to be a pretty phenomenal resource. And so I wanted to read a little bit from it tonight. And I, th- I think it really just hammers home a lot of, of truth. I'm going to read one excerpt from it's So it's the Founder's Bible. That's what it's called. And it is based, as far as I can tell, I'm just getting into it, folks. A lot of the commentary and the history is by a man named David Barton, or Burton, I believe. I'll double check that and get it to you. You can look it up on Amazon. There's not a lot of copies out there. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, I think they have a few, but there doesn't ever seem to be that many at any one point. And then I'm going to read a quote out of this Bible by Thomas Paine that I think is pretty applicable. So we'll go ahead and get into it and we'll see how far we get. If I can find the pictures. All right, here we go. So this is just just a portion of an excerpt from the front of this introduction to this Bible. In early December 2011, a friend and I paid a visit to historian David Barton and his staff at Wall Builders. Wall Builders, if y'all don't know folks, is an organization that's been around for a while, and one of their main goals is to preserve the first, the primary source artifacts, particularly from our founding era, but really throughout the history of our country. I wasn't there to pursue a publishing project. We were discussing a social media business venture. Over the next few days, as David and his two grown children, Demarius and Tim, and their staff shared with us stories of little-known, forgotten history of the founding of America, I was utterly fascinated. As I spent time in their document vault, which contains over 100,000 original source documents from the founding era, I found myself being stirred. 
inspired by the noble stories, the passion of the founders, their belief in God, and their incredible sacrifice in laying the foundations of this country. I also found myself a bit ticked off, asking myself, why have I never heard any of this before? This is incredible. As a product of the public school system, I was not taught this history, quite the opposite. They had edited out just about any meaningful reference to God. The stories we were told were sanitized and scrubbed of any real spirituality, just names, facts, and dates, with little to no throughline of any substance, no overarching plan or purpose. The Founding Fathers were just a bunch of atheists, agnostics, and deists, right? Apparently not. Everyone knows that the American Revolution was fought because of taxation without representation. Or do you mean there was more to it than that? Far more, and thrilling to learn. As I listened to the stories of various founding fathers whom I had never even heard of, and learned of their deep spiritual passion, their love of God, their consistent commitment to and reliance upon the scriptures, I was amazed. This was not in our textbooks, but I was holding documents and artifacts that clearly evidenced a deep spiritual heritage in this country. Unashamedly, I am intelligent and very well educated. And while I may not be an expert, I am well read and no slouch when it comes to history. With a full contingent of required history in college, as well as a full church history track in seminary, especially American church history, You'd think I would have at least been exposed to some of this, but no, I knew none of it, had never heard it before. That's just plain wrong. How do we not know this? Why is it not taught? One story stood out to me, fascinated me more than all the rest. First, David had shared snippets of it at lunch. Tim, who had not been there, shared it again that afternoon, as did one of the office staff when talking to us in the vault. Demarius then told it again on the final day, and with each telling as more pieces of the puzzle were set in place, it stirred my own passion and appreciation for the sacrifice that those who had gone before us were willing to endure. They told us the story of how the Bible first came to America, how instrumental it was in the lives of our forefathers who first stepped on these shores and in the founders' lives. They spoke of the importance of the Geneva Bible and how for the first time the people had a chance to read the Bible for themselves in their own language and how precious it was. They showed me one of the rare original copies with the reformers' actual notes in the margins, challenging the notion of the divine right of kings and rethinking a whole host of societal issues based upon the truth found in the scriptures. I learned how King James I, purportedly an actual ancestor of mine, was so annoyed with the reformers and their infernal notes that he decided to widen the columns and do away with them, commissioning a version of his own. But it was too late. The word of God had gotten loose and the people were beginning to think for themselves, to dream of freedom that had been awakened. The fire was lit and it would not be put out. Tyranny's days were numbered. I also learned how the revolutionary ideas that graced the pages of our founding documents were first preached in the pulpits of New England before they were penned. The fruit of people searching and studying the scriptures for themselves as they sought to discern how we should then live. 
The Bartons shared stories of the persecution and suffering the founders endured, the courage they displayed, their willingness to stand against tyranny and fight for freedom. I knew some of that history and some of the main players, but I had no idea how central the Bible was to the unfolding drama, how it was forbidden by the English crown to be published in America, how copies had to be smuggled into the country, and how instrumental it was to all involved. Something of a renewed passion for the word of God was being born inside me, and I was already a huge fan. I'm going to go ahead and read this snippet. So that was a little introduction by one of the editors whose name I will pull up because I I can already tell you I'm going to use this resource quite a bit. But there's so much. Well, let me read this first, folks, and then we'll go back to it. This is uh, by Thomas Paine, who was arguably one of the more anti-religious founding fathers. And this was his commentary from 1798 in an address to leaders of France talking about their educational system for teaching students that that the man was the result of prehistoric cosmic accidents and, and had developed from some other species. And this is from Payne. It has been the error of schools to teach astronomy and all the other sciences and subjects of natural philosophy as accomplishments only, whereas they should be taught theologically or with with reference to the being who is the author of them. For all the principles of science are of divine origin. Man cannot make or invent or contrive principles. He can only discover them. And he ought to look through the discovery to the author. When we examine an extraordinary piece of machinery, an astonishing pile of architecture, a well-educated or well-executed statue, or a highly finished painting, our ideas are naturally led to think of the extensive genius and talent of the artist. When we study the elements of geometry, we think of lucid. When we speak of gravitation, we think of Newton. How, then, is it? that when we study the works of God in creation, we stop short and do not think of God. The evil that has resulted from the error of the schools in teaching natural philosophy as an accomplishment only has been that of generating in the pupils a species of atheism. Instead of looking through the works of creation to the creator himself, they stop short and employ the knowledge they acquire to create doubts of his existence. But infidelity, by ascribing every phenomenon to matters, to properties of matter, conceives a system for which it cannot account, and yet it pretends to demonstration. So, let me kind of pull this together on this first one. Rumble along for a few minutes. One, and I feel like I need to say this so often. I'm a big fan, folks, of public education. Our founders were, too, from Benjamin Rush and others. They knew that we needed an educated population in order to have a stable republic. And there are a number of good teachers, staff, administrators, really better than good, great, phenomenal out there. The problem is 
the values of the left have come in and destroyed this institution to where not only is it no longer functional, but it is actually detrimental and destructive to our republic. The problem is not having public education. We need public education. We need an educated population. Now, there's different ways to do it, and, and we can talk long and hard about that. I'm a pretty big fan of, of the modern homeschool movement as well, folks. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do this. But the problem, again, is that we have taken – we're not really educating anymore. You know, like Payne says here, we're – we're creating, and there was a quote that I used, I think, last podcast by Omar Bradley. You know, we discovered the ability to make nuclear bombs, but we lost our morality. We've gained all this science, but we, we have no reference back to God or, as Payne says here, to the creator. You know, you see something by Michelangelo. You see Da Vinci. You see anybody, modern architecture, these great buildings, and you automatically think about the person that created them. And yet in schools, what we've done, like this introduction to the Bible said, and then this quote by Paint, we've whitewashed it in public education and we've completely taken God out of public education, out of the center of public education and really the center of our country, which is where it always has been. That's the comment from this editor at the beginning. You know, he's saying, I went through public schools. And I'm, I'm pretty well educated by modern American standards, and yet I know none of this. And I think so often I'm assuming here that most of y'all on these things that we talk about, like this quote from Payne, I'm assuming most of y'all had never heard that quote. I hadn't heard that quote. There's all this information from our founding era that shows without a doubt explicitly and implicitly, but just openly, that our country was founded as a Christian nation, that it can only work with a people that follow the teachings of Christ. And we have really allowed this separation of church and state nonsense, this immoral, these immoral decisions from, from the 40s through the 60s, 80s, and 90s about kicking God out of our institutions and our states to destroy education. And so we've produced this generation, like Payne said, of, of, of atheists, and that was back in 1798, and like the introduction to this Bible again, we're producing all these children that go after discoveries with no connection to the creator. And so, like Omar Bradley said, we, we, we control the atom, but we have no conscience anymore. We have no moral tie. You, you cannot have institutions, public policy, public education in particular in the United States of America, without God at the center and hope to do anything other than destroy America. And that really, for, you know, if you don't know that yet, that ought to open some eyes, folks. The only goal to take God out has to be to weaken this, this Christian republic. And, and we have got to, this has got to take, this has got to be a priority, folks. We, we've taken so much for granted. We've been given so much for so long that, as Lincoln said, we've forgotten God. We've forgotten all this history. It's our own history. It's like forgetting who your own parents are. We've forgotten where we came from and who we belong to. And if we don't really, not just kind of half-heartedly, folks, figure out this history, we're going to lose this republic. 
And then you can say this is melodramatic or not, but then the whole world's at risk of going back. It's like it's going to be like a modern dark ages when the Roman Empire fell. America is a Christian nation. The more you dig into history, the more we dig in here, there's no doubt about it, folks. And, and, and a huge central chunk of this is educating our nation's children on that fact. Not theory, not opinion, not maybe it was nice. That fact. You know, you talk about the fact that the editor at the beginning of this was talking about the Geneva Bible and the fact that the crown didn't even want Americans to have a Bible where they can make notes and talk about the truth of the scriptures. And yet our founders risk so much to make sure that they had this Bible. And if you go back, we did an episode. We'll go back and do another one because it's muscle memory, right? One of the first acts of our Congress early on within the first decade, first, I don't even know how early on. I need to go look at the date, but certainly 17, late 1770s or 1782, somewhere in there, was to authorize the publishing of a Bible. Congress did that. Now, how can we have a Congress that one of their first acts was to publish a Bible and then we want to turn around and say that in a little one little phrase of one line and a letter is going to tell us that we need to kick God out of our public policy, our institutions and the education of our children. You got to use your brain, folks. We got to quit listening to people that claim to be experts and either are completely ignorant of what they claim to be an expert in or they're malevolent and they're trying to destroy our republic. Use, you got to use our God-given brain. If, if one of Congress's first acts was to have this Bible published, then why in the world would we later say, well, no, that's not what it meant at all? If the, if the, if the author of the First Amendment wanted the Bible stringently, strongly wanted the Bible as a textbook. Why would we then think that, that that author of the First Amendment was saying that we had that that was an excuse to get God out of the classroom? It just doesn't make sense, folks. We've been buying into a lie for 80 years. We use this quite a bit more, folks, I think. This, this looks like a really phenomenal source. If you get a chance, um, it's, it's a little pricey. Although not extremely so, but I think it was, it's about 60 or $70 on Amazon. It's the Founder's Bible. Uh, I recommend it already. Uh, maybe not as strongly yet as the Patriot's Bible, but I think that's out of lack of, of experience with it, not any shortcomings on its part, but I'll get into it more and more and we'll talk about it some. I'm sure there's going to be some crossover between the two and the Encyclopedia of God, God Country quotes encyclopedia, but it looks like it's going to be a really phenomenal resource, folks. So at any rate, thank you all for being here, listening to me ramble a little bit. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of whatever's left of your day. Wherever you get a chance, folks, wherever you get a chance, every opportunity, get a chance, talk to people, spread the truth. They're going to get tired. They, they don't. A lot of people don't want to listen. That's OK. Uh, that goes back to that quote from Third Marine Division when I was a young first lieutenant in an infantry battalion as logistics officer. And that quote stuck with me. 
and said, you know, heaven forbid that a ghost of a Marine or sailor that was killed ever come back and say, you know, if you could just train me a little bit harder, I'd still be alive. Don't ever let us get to the point where our kids look at us one day and say, you know, if you had fought just a little bit harder, if you had been willing to be just a little bit more uncomfortable, we would still have America. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.